0: Hey everybody, welcome to episode 10 of the ZI Podcast. As always, I'm your host and fifth member, Adam, and this week joining me is...
1: Uh, I'm Jake, and I've been invited once again to share my unwarranted
2: opinions with you all. Uh, I'm Ian, Ian Honan Honan. Uh, First time here, not the biggest Zelda fan, but I'll give what I can.
3: I'm Leon, and I am a game connoisseur.
2: (laughs) Glad to have you guys on the show. Uh, Thanks to those of you who
0: submitted fan topics this week and uh, want to get your own voice on the show be sure to email us at Podcast at gmail.com that's Podcast at gmail.com you can send us topics theme song submissions and cover art it'll be on the podcast you'll get a cool shout out jake will appreciate it uh, and anyways this week we have a lot of gaming news to share starting with uh in an interview with famatsu famitsu i can't say the word i don't know famitsu famitsu <laughs> there you go Okay. <laughs> Nintendo's A.G. Numa was asked a few questions about the new title, uh, Zelda U, and is claiming that it looks even better than it did at the sh- when it was shown off at E3, calling it amazing and saying they were planning to show off more at E3 2015 on June 16th to 18th. Uh, which brings me to a fan topic sent in by Jacob from Texas. He writes, I was wondering what you guys want the most out of Zelda Wii U. I personally am clamoring for an open world that matches the likes of Skyrim and Fallout. What about y'all? Thanks, and keep up the awesome work. Jacob from
1: Texas. I like your name, <laughs> Jacob. You would. I like that you used the word yell. <laughs> oh, yeah. My he is from Texas. It's yeah, very <laughs> Texan of him. I like Jacob. So
3: I have strong opinions about this. Okay. Ooh. Um, I was pretty excited when I saw this myself, because like Ian, I'm not that huge a fan of Zelda. I was trying to recount then before. Why are I you him. here? Well, yeah. see here's the thing, like I, I, I do enjoy the series. I've I've played four games Link to the Past, Link Between Worlds, Wind Waker, Twilight Princess, and actually five. I just played um Ocarina of Time. So the, the ones BDS. that most
0: people know, which is fine.
3: Right. So those are the yeah. games that I've mainly gotten into. I've beaten them all the way through. Then you like Zelda. Why would you say you so don't I, like I, Zelda? I, I, I like Zelda. <laughs> I don't like them, the I've thing. just <laughs> played
0: the entirety of them. <laughs>
3: Well, here's the thing. Like, I'm not a (laughs) rabid fan. Like, I don't understand what... Okay. I I I I understand what the appeal of the series is, right? But I'm not, like, an uber fanboy. Like, I'm not crazy about the characters or anything I
0: think you're misunderstanding the idea of what a fan is, though. Like, a fan doesn't mean you have to, like, obsess over it or have, like, the closet-based, like, statue of uh, Link made out of, like, puddin' pops and... Freaking
3: pieces of cloth you cut off of like old T-shirts. Well, that could also be because of the. I, I mean, it's subjective. It's my experience, bro. The baseline of fans that I've met, or at least self-described fans of Zelda, are pretty rabid from what I've seen from the people that I've met. Okay.
1: Just quick yeah. interjection. Does this mean I have to take out like my Jello pudding pop statue? No, no, you can leave that. <laughs> <'Cause that's laughs> <in a spot. laughs>
4: Example um, number one. I mean.
2: I I can kind of see where Leon's coming from because I understand what he means, but like for me, when I say that I'm not the biggest Zelda fan is like I enjoy you know the story and the lore, especially for a mini spoiler Majora's Mask. It's got something to do with the podcast, but uh, like it's just that when when I was growing up, I didn't have a Nintendo console. I had like a Game Boy, so I played a little bit of Links Awakening, and I have a 3DS now, so I play Link Between Worlds. But I never had. A way to steadily play Ocarina of Time or Jorah's Mask or even you know Scarlet Sword or any of those because I've just never. Well, had you had a Game Boy, which is enough.
0: I mean, I played Link Link to the Past as my first Zelda title. Well, yeah, it's
2: well, a good Zelda title in my
0: mind. I think it's a great one to start off yeah. with. Yeah, Link Between Worlds is a great. New, uh, this is a great. One. It's a, yeah,
2: Link Between Worlds is great. I love Link Between Worlds. I still haven't beat it yet, but it's great. It's a I love it. Fun game to play. So I,
3: I've beaten it and re-beaten it. It's it's a great great game. Yeah. I, I think that where, where I'm really headed with this is just that the characters, the lore, I, like Ian, I enjoy them, but I just, maybe it's, a, you know, my own subjective, subjective experience, but I just don't see what the big deal is, you know, like, for oh, example, like, when, um, sir, <laughs> you've <laughs> awoken um, the beast, go on, go on, oh, I'm sure, I'm sure that there's <laughs> yeah, a lot of I'll people who go are pretty angry about this. But it, I, I, I am coming at it from kind of an outsider's perspective, and uh, I self-identify Um I feel like the next game, the next Zelda game, can go a long way towards grabbing an audience like myself, precisely because it feels like, maybe just from the aesthetic, they're going to finally marry that aspect, the, the, the lore and strong character narrative, to the excellent gameplay. And that's what I've really been waiting for out of Zelda. I, I was telling Jake before, like, I think that it's a very basic story. It's it's a save the yeah, princess story <laughs> told over and over again with a little bit of variation. Um, I've yet to pick up a Zelda game where I was just left like, wow, well, I, I've got to keep playing this game because I've got to find out what happens next.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: So I feel like that's the one reason why I'm not a Zelda super fan. Or at least I'm not like most of the baseline fans that I've met. I just don't see a lot of complexity or depth. There. So,
0: from the uh, the new game, I'm guessing you're hoping for something like a be- like a bigger story. Something that's more entwined with the gameplay.
3: I w- what I want out of the story is something that's at least as, lar- as large. And I, large really isn't the word to describe it. It's more as, at as, as least as profound as the lore surrounding it. Because I, I feel like the Zelda lore is deep and rich. There's a lot to mine there. But it, it's right. largely unexplored. I, I, this is why we have like three timelines for this series. And nobody can make heads or tails of it.
0: I think it's I think it's interesting <laughs> that uh, Jacob brought up uh, Fallout and Skyrim. I think that Fallout as a series does this a lot better. And I feel like that's more what you're looking for. Which is the, the fact that there's a, there's a rich story and it's an open world. Uh, But there's a plot that's very interesting. In Fallout 3, you have this story about how you're trying to find your father and why he left. And what's actually going on in the outside world, because you've never been outside before. And that's so interesting. You don't know what's going on in the world. You're you're literally walking into the shoes of someone who's new to the world. And you're trying to find the one person who raised you and find out why they left, where they went. And I think it's a really good story. And it's it makes you really want to see what happens next. So, um,
1: you know, there there's something I always tell people about Fallout 3 and they always get angry at me every time I tell them this. I only played the game up until you get out of the vault and then I never played it again.
3: Yeah, that that's something that <laughs> should to, make people so, pretty like, angry.
0: Yeah, getting out of the vault in itself is like, if that was a short game, that would be the perfect short game.
2: Yeah, honestly, so you could have like yeah, you could have it redone now and have it like um, you know, have it introduced as a new game if it had never existed before in like the current market oh. for games now and have it be like a quasi art game and people eat that mm-hmm. up. You know what I mean? Like there's not a whole lot of action in that beginning sequence, but there's so much there that there's not there's
0: enough part of the action gameplay action in that, that you get to taste what the action is like. Um but at the same time, it gives you enough room for story. Like the GOAT test is really cool. And I don't know, I, I would like to see more things like that in Zelda. That sounds pretty weird to some people, but I would like to see more of like you didn't really get as much from uh Skyward Sword as I would I hoped as a as a story fan. Um, like things like, oh, the Knights Test, you fly on a bird. Whoop do
1: Yeah, I that that was so hard to like figure out oh, yeah, the thing. Like mm-hmm. I ended up like spiraling upward. I didn't for most know you could boost for a solid ten it. minutes,
0: and I was like, "How do I catch God. this?" God.
1: <laughs> I will say, in Skyward Sword's though, that story, uh, compared to other ones, really did grab me, especially and I, yeah, a little bit in the spoiler territory. But when Zelda discovers her fate and her her heritage, mm-hmm. so to speak, and the importance of her blood, I thought that was really really cool, and it was like, oh, so this explains why you know, she's constantly descended and why Leak is reincarnated. Like, I, I enjoyed them exploring those concepts finally. Like, they did start acknowledging the lore of the of but the But I,
0: I really would like to see a, a Zelda game where you do have more written presence if, you, if that makes sense. Where it's more where you get more of the, the context that some people want. Because I know some people don't care. Right. They'll just, like, burn through it. They'll just be like, whatever, press A, then get to the part that they care about. But, as a fan, a gives me so much more investment when i know what the hero is doing or why they're doing it or what their specific <clears> motives are not just to save the world but why is the mm. world important
3: to them because that adam I I, okay. I I think you're onto something with that and, the, and that's yeah what i was getting at with the whole characterization lacking um and i am sure that it's done on purpose so that people can project themselves onto link or zelda or zelda. whomever yeah. within the series mm-hmm. but i personally and it's Again, just subjectively, I find that approach very boring. And even it's more glaringly bad, I think, nowadays than it was in the past, because before we had hardware limitations, that sort of technique worked out better, you know, where we didn't have a a, a protagonist that could speak. They couldn't emote very well. So that was all well and fine for 10, 15 years ago. But now we've got all this technology, and it's just kind of dissonance, like a, a ludonarrative sort of dissonance that you're going to experience while playing this gorgeous game where the main character is completely mute and bereft of
1: it's, personality. That is why I love Wind Waker, though, because it is the only one where, even though he can't talk, it requires him to pantomime and really express himself in ways that don't require words. Well, it's that is, I, I, it's reminiscent
0: on. of two things. It's reminiscent of the Mary Sue type of character where it's easier to put yourself in their shoes if, they're, if their personality is very watered down. I'm not saying that is a bad thing, I'm just saying like, it's much easier for a fan to say, I am the main character in this game, and not have no, to... No, you create
4: your
3: own personality exactly. through projection. <laughs> yeah, it's, no, you're it's you're absolutely right. He's a choice. tabula yeah. rasa so you can project
4: yourself yeah, onto him. Yeah, and that's him. sometimes a
0: good and... thing, and I think that's all the, the reason that it does so well is, like, with fans and with critics, is because it's one of those games that they figured out how to make it in a way that people can really enjoy that aspect of it, where it's like, I don't have to have it. But I do see where you're coming from, where you kind of want that sort of um, interaction because as creatures, we are, we are inherently social. As humans, we are inherently social. We need social interaction to thrive. There's a reason why people can't survive off not talking for years and years. It's very rare to find someone who can't, like who's so antisocial they don't want to talk to people and they'd be happy with not doing that forever. Um, so it seems strange and alien for someone to be so silent for the
3: entirety of a journey. Sure, I mean, that. I'm sure that for some people, that's definitely an aspect of it. Personally, that's not so much what it is for me. Mm-hmm. It's just that I find it a little boring going through this really, really <laughs> epic quest, this long journey, with a character that doesn't really have any personality. And I'm also a little suspicious of any time somebody tries to make me identify with a character that's like that, like this archetypal Mary Sue sort of character. I'm instantly suspicious of when somebody wants me to identify with a character like that. Because then it's obviously just setting up for this sort of power fantasy. And I'm not really into that sort of stuff. Yeah, I'm more into getting a really good story out of something like this.
4: I get you.
1: So I will say, uh, regarding Zelda U, one thing I am hoping for is the exact opposite of what we've been shown thus far. <laughs> the, uh, the trailer was very, very short and I, I, like, the art style was gorgeous, and this and that, and oh my god, it's so expansive. But the only like true tangible gameplay or cinematic anything that we got out of the experience was watching Link ride a horse and shoot an arrow with Isn't an Isn't that all you need? And I was like, that's a big no Horses, no-no. arrows, and eyeballs. I mean, I mean Zelda. That's the bread and that's butter the- of Zelda, Zelda sure. But. Horses. <laughs> yeah, but it, it, like, it stands on its own that like I know to do that as a Zelda player. You know, like... I want to play a Zelda game and it feel like a completely new experience, like a game I well, never played. Th- like mm-hmm. Adam, do you remember when you were showing Oracle of? It was one of the Oracle games. You were showing it to somebody, and it was the first time they ever played a Zelda game. And they were like, "Oh, when I hit grass, money yeah. comes out of it." <laughs> and I was like, "Wow, it's so interesting to see a new person like actually experience yeah. that." And like, because it's just it's just waves on a beach. You just yeah. hit the you hit the pot, and then there goes money.
0: It, it was it was very interesting to see what it's like to. <laughs> Not have ever played a Zelda game and to experience, uh, Oracle Season as your first game and then Link uh, yeah. Between Worlds.
1: It was funny because it's like having Mario paint. It was funny your first because
0: Mario they uh, <laughs> they bad, stopped but... playing because they said there was too much talking. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs>
3: um,
0: but it was um, apparent in that same interview where he said um, along something along the lines of like you see that you see that enemy that big spider creature and how do you approach it. You know, that idea of, like, uh, changing the way that we think about strategy in Zelda. And I think that, you know, Aonuma has definitely proven he has such passion for this series. Which brings me to the next topic that I actually wanted to talk about. Um, Project M, the fan-made Smash Bros. Brawl project, um, is releasing its latest version, 3.5, on November 14th in the U.S., which means that you guys can go and play it right now. Um, All you need is an SD card and a Wii with uh, a copy of the game, a legitimate copy of the game. Um, the reason that we're talking about it here is that some changes came to the Hylian princess and the king of evil, the terrible tyrant Ganondorf, lightning. Um, Zelda is apparently seeing some changes to <laughs> ranged moves. Uh, her fire is working differently, and Ganondorf is losing the powerful warlock punch in favor of a deflector cape, Ooh. and can also hover in midair now. So, it's like, pretty cool, actually. So, like, more like okay. actually Ganondorf with hovering mm-hmm. yeah. yeah
2: that's good yeah Less like I, I'll, less no, like I'll, the I'll miss club. the
0: punch but you know well obviously it, 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 it is nice to see that they're actually paying more attention to the series than the company that made it is <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> well, it's horrible to say know, but yeah. it's true that um they're trying to get a more realistic no. version of ganondorf for
1: no smash ganondorf is hardly yeah ganondorf. and
0: they're getting towards that um <laughs> Speaking of devs, changes, and all that fun stuff, uh, we have a topic from a guy named Ethan. uh Ethan from Canada. It's like, as he says, it's Nathan but without the N. So, Ethan. <laughs> Um In light of Nintendo re-releasing a bunch of old Zelda games, what do you think developers working on the mystical siege of courage, in essence, Oracle of Secrets? It was rumored that the game was ditched due to linking with seasons ages and never saw the light of day. It's 99.99999% uh, never going to be discussed by Nintendo. But what do you think of a world where the game was revisited? Now, I did a little uh, research into this topic. Thankfully, we had some information on it on on the site, and uh, I asked some staff members. Uh, But basically, uh, it was supposed to be the last game in the series, making it a trilogy. So uh, Link to the Past hero, that hero would um, quite literally have gone even further in being the most adventured Link of all. Like... (laughs) Okay. Uh, it was ditched because uh they wanted to have a password system where the data from each game would move into that final game, and it was just too complicated, so they just scrapped the whole thing.
1: Yeah, it is a pretty tall order, yeah. know, especially because like it was supposed to be able to synchronize at any point in the game that you were at, um, and oh, that wow. that of course like. Having to do that between two games is already a task in and of itself, but having to do it with two others like uh, it sounds like a logistical chaos. nightmare.
3: We yeah, yeah, we
4: really exactly. have Kept it to just so,
0: making it the third game in the story. I think that mm-hmm. would have been better. I feel
4: like they're just making a complete it. like sequel. Yeah, game. or
2: or give yeah, you a yeah.
0: passcode at the end that gives you the same equipment. So, that you can go okay. like,
3: so what, apparently yeah. they're considering doing a remake for this, or actually greenlighting? Um,
0: no, nothing no, uh, no, just, nothing has come out. There's a, out. there's a rumor yeah. about why it was cut out, uh, but besides that, there is no talk of it being redeveloped. As far as I know, I could be proven wrong. If you have any sort of insights or rumors, please comment it with it below. I'll check it out. It'll be a cool time.
1: Well, I like to think that Minish Cop. Uh, Minish Minish Cap, Cop. Minish I was about to say Capcom, because <laughs> Capcom made them. Uh, mm-hmm. I like to think of Minish Cap is like the spiritual successor to it all because like I played Minish Cap and then I recently played the Oracle games when they were ported to the 3ds and I never realized just how many of the same assets yeah. the like Minish Cap had borrowed. It
4: was, it was yeah.
3: Well, that's that's something I was kind of going to ask. Like, if anybody knows whether some of the assets of that you know game interesting?
0: Uh, were recycled. The assets of that game that were recycled. Yes, were. Here's the one that I found that I think is really cool. Um the oracle would have been for war, but here's the part that struck me the most interesting. You'd feature a series of time-based puzzles, ones that had to be completed at a certain time of day or in a specific order. Does that sound familiar <laughs> at all? Um. <laughs> mm. Mm.
1: Gee, I wonder. <laughs>
0: I, ju- I think it's really... It's Majora's yeah, Mask. Your winner. <laughs> Insert applause.
3: Cookie for you.
2: Thanks, Post Adam. Um. I was going to say something and I completely forgot what it was.
1: Way to go, Ian. But, uh, oh,
2: I remember now. I was going to say that I, uh, that Minish Cap is one of the many Zelda games that I have never had the fortune of playing. And I really ought to, because there's lots of easy ways to play it nowadays. But, um, it's still pretty tough. The only ways to do
1: it now is you had to be a 3DS ambassador or you have to have a Wii U, which is probably even fewer people
2: than the 3DS ambassadors. Those are the only, like, Legit and efficient ways to, you know. Uh, okay, yeah, let's not shred that territory. But, <laughs> um, so it. I mean, it is possible. I don't know if I personally would go through the trouble to do so. Hmm. Uh, but I would definitely enjoy attempting to play it one way or
1: another. Oh, it's it's fantastic, and it has like one of my favorite villains, uh, Vadi. Mm-hmm. Who, uh, I, exactly. That's that's one of the body things. Vaddy or Because I say body. I pronounce I've body. heard both. I I say Vadi, but I I wouldn't be surprised. I say Vadi is a hottie. <laughs> <laughs> I like. Yeah.
4: That's
2: the problem with text-based games is like you'll it's,
1: never it's know the pronunciations.
2: Like, yeah. uh, but yeah. So like Vadi Vadi always seemed interesting to me. So and that that was something that I liked about uh you know Link Between Worlds too is that they had you know another you know new villain. Same for Scarlet Sword Gearheim. I love Gearheim personally. Uh, and I really liked how. You know, little well, in, in these other game, they give, you know, body alternate forms, like throw battles and stuff, but I don't know. Uh, and the art, obviously, itself is in and of itself great in uh, Minuscript From what I've seen. It's just beautiful and all the sprites are adorable. Oh, it ages gorgeously. Yeah.
3: So Sounds a lot like Wind Waker that way.
4: <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah. Don't talk about the art style with Adam. He, he won't like you. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well,.
3: Oh, you, you yeah. don't like uh, the Wind Waker art style? No, I do not. <laughs> well, that's too bad.
2: Really, the only like art styles I hear people commonly complain about, the two main complaints I hear about Zelda art styles are both for Scarlet Sword. Yeah, um, I hear people say that it's too cartoony, which is something that you hear about like every Zelda when it comes out, but if from at least one person somehow, you know. There's always one guy out there, that's a Zelda fan that, like, wants them to look hyper-realistic like they do in, like, the upcoming Final Fantasy 15, where you can see pores on people's faces, you know <sighs> <Yeah>. <sighs> what I mean? Uh,
0: speaking of which, uh, why uh, we have a fan topic on the subject of Skyward Sword. Uh, Nathan writes, why does Skyward Sword get so much hate? I love the game, the characters, the art style, the story, and I even enjoyed the motion controls besides the stupid useless harp. So anyways, what's the deal with all the hate?
1: That is a great question. I don't quite okay, how do you even like tackle?
2: Okay, I like I know that, that yeah, I know it's, that it's Nate uh, uh,
0: sorry. I know that Ian actually likes Skyward Sword a lot. So yeah, I feel
2: like this is because it's one of the few games
1: that I'm I play. I'm gonna say one of the biggest honest reasons, honestly, is probably the bandwagon effect. Socks. Uh like Yeah, like, (laughs) it's just sort of spread from word of mouth, and a lot of people, like, oh, don't play this game, it sucks. And then people who did play it, like, their opinions obviously go down, and blah, blah, blah. But if I were to criticize it as a Zelda game, I would say one of the biggest problems was the amount of linearity in the game. Mm -hmm. Like, I I know that isn't inherently a bad thing, but it it handheld you to a fault, and the game doesn't pick up till you're, like, an hour in. Mm -hmm. And even then, it's still, still like.
0: The, The first. Uh, like the the um, the Knights Academy was kind of fun in that I would just I had fun making like little, stupid little jokes and just walking around and stuff. Mm-hmm. But the first temple was very 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 boring, so boring. It mm-hmm. was just push a button on the wall, see what happens. Push another button on the wall, hit that thing in the face. And usually when yeah. it comes to temples, though that's like that should be like the meat of it. It should be that the temples are the most fun aspect of the game or the most Ye- exciting part of the yeah. game. But really, being outside the temple right. was much more enjoyable than being inside. Uh,
1: there were the game did have its glowing points, though. I mean, like the Silent Realms were fantastic. Uh, that one part of the game where you lose all your equipment and the volcano erupted—that was pretty cool. Uh, but like, one thing that really, really bothered me, and like, I don't—not a whole lot of people really address this sort of thing—is how disjointed the world felt. You know, like having to navigate. Because, like, I've mentioned it on a previous episode. But the, the thing that bothers me is that Hyrule is completely unestablished, and it's just known as the surface. It is known as this completely new world that, like, the people of the, the sky have no idea about, like, no idea how to even fathom. So when you get there, you're just in a tiny forest, and you go back up to the sky, and then you drop down again from a different area. Like, the, the sense of wonder and exploration for something that's completely virgin, something so completely new, is just gone. Because of how like specific you have to you get around the world, you have to go
0: this exact way. If you try to change your mind, I swear we'll. <laughs> <You know. laughs>
2: and, so that's why I didn't, I, in, I wasn't crazy about that. Legs.
3: <laughs> so yeah. you know, uh, wait, I, I, I want to know sorry. more about this. Like this, you're saying the specificity of how you get around is what turned people off to this game. It's what
1: it's one reason I didn't like it. I'll say that much. I can't speak for the the general public.
3: Because I feel uh, like that's Zelda in a nutshell. Like with departing, with um a link between worlds, but for the most part, it's a pretty linear game. Uh, like the original
0: Zelda was not a linear game; it was very much an open world. Oh, not at all. Which is
1: yeah, you can get the final sword before you even go to the first is, dungeon. Like that's unbeatable. But but I'm talking
3: about series-wise here. Like, can we really say that it's an open? world game?
0: Yeah, I would say that. Uh, yeah, for the first, first one, one and specifically, Link in Worlds, I would say that those two really capture it. Um, it's it's right on the cusp. It is a world, world say, but that's I'll two say. titles yeah.
4: out of how
3: many?
0: Here's the thing: it's very hard to program a, a solid, detailed story into a game that's too open world. For example, like Skyrim, yeah, that's true. is open world but has a detailed story, but it's it's it, it dismissible easily.
1: It's very just like you beat the game, and there's zero changes I to the world. I did not care. Dragons still appear. Nobody acknowledges your your accomplishment. I did not
0: care a single like, bit about Skyrim's story. I'm sorry to say. Um,
1: no, I mean everyone was there. Sure, just to, sure, like, sure. Beat but it, I, I
3: feel like like we're getting off a, a little bit from what Jake said here with the specificity thing because it, it's mm-hmm. it's sort of contradictive. Like we're we're saying like I'm getting the opinion from you guys that Skyrim bothered you because the story could be so easily forgotten missed yet at the okay. same time we are also complaining about the specificity of how zelda works that it's linear so where where is it that like where's the complaint Here's the here? thing is- a
0: series that focuses too much on making it open world and ignoring the story as a result even a detailed story that it has made in its own way it's hard to de- it's hard to take that game seriously or to give it enough time. Um, A link between worlds has enough story but also enough open world that the open world doesn't actually do anything negative to that story or it doesn't handicap it in any way in the way that right. Skyrims does. Skyrim's open worldness
3: genuinely destroys the story. I would, I'm not sure that I agree, but that that may be because I think that every player is going to play that specific game very differently. I think that Skyrim will encourage you to like just like Fallout, and you know, same developer, Bethesda. Just like Fallout, when you get out of the vault, you can go anywhere, you can do anything. Thing, and with though, Skyrim, Fallout, it's the same
0: thing. I I said earlier, and I say this again, I think that Fallout does it very well in that it gives you enough reason to want to go and figure out more about its story. It gives you hints and says here's where you can go, and, and Skyrim does it, but it doesn't do it nearly as well. It doesn't give you nearly as much incentive. It's not a personal sort of mission. It's, oh, the world needs saving. Go do this thing with this guy. Um, but in Fallout, it's go find your father. That's I personal. can see that. That's I can insane. see that.
2: Yeah, I can agree. I mean, I, I feel like... Uh, com- you know, solely comparing Skyrim to Fallout in and of itself is kind of a bad example because Skyrim is, you know, one of five Elder Scrolls But they're games. all isolated. So, like... Okay. Well... Oh, well, obviously. But I'm saying... Well, that's the in- thing, is, you know, obviously Skyrim and Fallout are also isolated. So I'm saying it, you can compare the Elder Scrolls games to each other as well. Like, you know, for, so we were saying that Skyrim's story, you know, doesn't lend much to the player at all in terms of, like why you want to go out and do these things, but I would say, you know, as someone who really loves the Elder Scrolls, that the other games yeah. do.
3: Yeah. I find a better comparison in something Oblivion like Dark Souls.
2: Um, Dark Souls 2.
3: Dark Souls 2 um, Zelda the series. I'd say that that's mm-hmm. a better comparison, and specifically with the sort of linearity thing, um, I feel like it's done so much better in Dark Souls. I feel like Dark Souls in terms of lore and the characters, is specifically the sort of thing that I feel Zelda is lacking. It doesn't overwhelm you with the story. In fact, it's sometimes kind of obtuse. It's it's not a story that's very in-your-face. They they certainly don't spoon-feed it to you. But um, the atmosphere, the world, on its own, tells that story. And I feel like that's lacking in Zelda. Like, I haven't played a Zelda game yet. Maybe I'm being unfair. That... I feel like I'm garnering the story as I go through the world, despite the fact that there are no characters talking to me. Dark Souls manages to do that so beautifully. I because just wish that Zelda could do the, the same.
0: The environment itself is uh, painting the picture for you. Yeah, exactly. Precisely. Exactly.
3: I think precisely the the, it, the story is told in silence. I think that's
0: a that's certainly something that no Zelda game has ever designed in that way. They're never they've never been designed like that. I think it's well, kind of totally from the go, ground up. It just isn't like that, which is interesting.
3: Because going back to the original topic, like that's what I was going to say before. That I feel like they're going to do that with the next Zelda game. That's what has me excited. Yeah, yeah.
1: So Skyward Sword isn't a bad game, by the way. It's just eh. You just didn't like it.
2: You like it or you yeah. don't like it, you know. Hmm. Um. Back on, the, uh, I, I just realized we've so almost completely disregarded the, you know, the, the fan question. By by P- I mean, so. no, no, we, we address addressed it well. I now. think it's that a, uh, I well. think
1: we should
0: we should still say what what you liked about the game, Jake, because I feel like we heard why you didn't like it, but what did you like okay. about
1: it? Well, there actually, um, as I think I said a little bit earlier in the episode, actually, uh, I really did respect the plot of the game and like some of the the characters and God, Zelda. That is probably my favorite Zelda, her or Tetra. I really haven't decided yet, but. Like yeah. there, I, I loved seeing her, her sacrifice and knowing what she had to do. Like I'm not going to spoil anything, but yes, there comes a point in the plot where she knows she has to give herself up for something, and it was really noble. And it was, I was actually like, oh my god, wait a minute, is something is is it is this is this a thing? And uh, <laughs> is this a feeling I'm having? No, the story really did get me at some parts. It feels? Uh, yeah, and like. Uh, it had one of the most notable boss battles with the uh, the Colactos, I think his name was. He was fucking hard as fuck. I'm sorry, post Adam, you have to censor that. Uh, <laughs> no, no, not at all. <laughs> uh, Colactos was great. Um, the Demise fight was absolutely awfulness. What kind of name is Colaktos? By the
2: way, uh, he's what kind of what kind of name is Gearheim? I mean, oh, we're gonna, oh, we're gonna, we're gonna say sounds that. like one bit of lore.
0: galactos kind of sounds like you coughed while tripping. <laughs>
2: Honestly, Adam, Adam, have you ever read, like, the names of some of the enemies in the original Zelda game? Like, that sounds like it will fit right in, like, honestly.
1: Like what? <laughs>
2: the P-Hats and the Gibdos, Adam. This is
1: Bert. But
2: there is one. <laughs> I mean, there, there's a oh, race Bert. of dogmen that wear heavy armor that we call Darknuts. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> just, I wonder just, why. Just putting that up there.
1: There, There is, like, one, oh, one, one other, like, unmarked detail, I'm Scoured Sword, is uh, the same temple. I can't remember the name of it. I think it's called the Ancient Cistern. Um. Where there's this part, like it does, it does a lot of like um, polar opposites. So like there's there's more of a heaven area and a hell area. And when you're escalating from hell, you're actually climbing on a uh, like on a spider rope, almost like to climb out of there. And there's enemies behind you who are also climbing the rope. And what a lot of people don't know is the origins of that. And it's an old Buddhist tale. Are we talking uh, oh, about? Yeah, I know this. Yeah, you know this. I think so. Yeah, I can't remember it verbatim, but the the gist of it is this 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 man who. While while he is like basically in hell, he takes after the spider who um in return in return for his kindness helps him like like basically creates a web that he can climb to get out of there. But there are people climbing behind him and he's worried that the the thing is gonna break. So instead of taking his chance to get out of there, he's shaking the thing to like get them off, but he ends up falling down too.
0: Yeah, it's it's about how like it's it's kind of like about how selfishness um ruins everyone. Like yeah you can't be so selfish in life um zelda yeah i mean some games in the series have been known for how deep they are i've mentioned it before uh, dathan one of the guys at our site has written an entire series about the philosophy of different games like the philosophy of the wind waker um so there's i think that like dark souls as you were saying earlier there's uh uh, Leon, there's a, there a connection between those two series, uh, Dark Souls and Zelda, because they're both very deep, but uh, it, in your way, the Dark Souls from the ground up works on making its depth part of the story or making the, yeah. the story part of what's so deep about it Like, I think if you buy the strategy guide for Dark Souls it doesn't even give you really good advice or like oh,
3: here's how to beat it, it's more just here's more lore than anything yeah, and in, in a game like Dark Souls, it's it's pretty lacking sometimes. Like, all the items, all the stuff you pick up actually has pieces of lore attached to it. And that's really how you can glean the story together. Um, you're going to have to do a little bit of reaching, but I, I was thinking about this as you were saying this. There's a section in the original Dark Souls where you, um, you fight this giant golem creature. And then after that, you get to Anwar Lundo, this city where the gods had abandoned it and it's chaos there are demons all over the place it's pretty epic place but um just before that you you pick up a lot of items that have lore associated with this one character named Tarkas and as you get into An Orlando and you get to a certain section of um, the city you find that character's body the lore had been establishing that this character was one of the few people who had beaten this area who had conquered Sen's Fortress, the place you just came from to get to Anor Lungor. <laughs> now, if you're not paying attention to any of those lore items, you would just be like, okay, why is this dude's body here? Oh my god. Like, you wouldn't... Yeah, so, oh, all say, right, free stuff. Right, like, you, you wouldn't know at all. But um, you can tell exactly what happened to Tarkas just by your journey that you take. You, you kind of follow in his footsteps. So where his body lands... You can tell that he had been climbing some rafters and because he's this big, burly kind of dude, not very agile, he got accosted by the painting guardians up there, That this area where he fell from. And that's how he probably died. This is the sort of thing that I mean, like, Dark Souls does just so incredibly well. It tells that story. You can piece it together all on your own, kind of in a detective fashion. But, right, right. But you gain so much from
0: it. Well, at the same, I mean... Zelda does try to do that. I mean, you have the um, the Hero Spirit, I feel like, is it called that, in uh, Twilight Princess? Yeah, the Hero Spirit. Yeah, in Twilight Princess, who is a uh, reference to the Hero of Time.
1: Not just a reference, is. Is the Hero of Time, <laughs> but,
0: no, I mean, it's it's something you have to figure out if you don't know. I mean, you could go through that and be like, oh, past reincarnation, whatever, but if you played the original game, you're like, oh my god, this is what happens to your, the character that you went through that journey with
1: no like five years before the official timeline came out like there was a in twilight princess there was an unmarked grave in hyrule castle that actually is now confirmed to be the Hero's spirit where the, the grave all it says uh, i don't remember verbatim but it says here lies the spirit of the hero who is doomed to face his life over and over and over again like who's constantly like whose spirit is is haunted by having to continue to fight this battle does that and that's pretty sure,
0: deep. but does that mean that that in in the in their universe, that the hero of time is doomed for a, an eternal loop.
1: I think the hero, the hero's spirit is the hero. Of course, being Link across generations, and he is like he, oh, okay. he can never truly be at peace.
0: Oh yeah, the goddess. Well, here's well, the thing: I guess is so. that the, the goddess um, was, I think, infatuated with Link, or at least admired him. And when he was dying, she made it so that he could be reincarnated, and she would as well, in human form, so that they could be together for all eternity. But at the... oh, you're talking about highly yes, yes. Um, okay. But at the same time, you could also consider that sort of a curse um, to yep. be constantly be reincarnated by the selfish wishes of a goddess who you don't know.
3: Yeah, yeah. That's kind of interesting when you put it that way because it's yet another Dark Souls comparison. Yeah, it's it's the idea that there's a
0: parallelism between good and evil. You know, that nothing is inherently good and nothing is inherently evil. Um,
1: you have a... This is a very deep podcast. Yeah, we get... Things are getting real.
0: Um... By the way, be sure to email us your topics, theme songs, submissions, and cover art to Zelda Podcast at gmail.com. That's zeldenformerpodcasts at gmail.com. Link is in the description below. But back on the subject. <laughs> Depth in Zelda, because I'm, I'm really enjoying what we're, we're going with this, and I would like to keep talking about it. Especially, I'd like to hear some of your thoughts, Ian, since you've been so quiet lately. Yeah, Share with
2: sorry us. Sorry about that. Contemplative. Contemplative. Of, of course. <laughs> He's of been course. thinking. Uh, well yeah. I know why Jake's well, quiet. I was he's really probably
0: secretly playing Mario Kart 8 right now. <laughs> I just like
1: <laughs> installed it right before we finished the podcast. Oh, just... And I played the I played the Zelda level. I was like, oh my god! He was freaking
0: oh, out. I was listening to him.
1: <laughs> when you pick up items it makes the treasure chest music. Yeah. Oh, really? yes.
0: We'll get more into that uh later on. But anyway, Ian, what were you about to say?
2: Uh I was just gonna say that I was really happy when Leon brought up Uh, Dark Souls, or the universe in general, because that is uh, a universe that I look to a lot when um, I do my own world building, because I do a little bit, but I won't talk about that. Um, Because it is, you know, it is so well, not just written, but like, it's it's difficult to like, put into words, because it's just so beautifully crafted. It just makes sense. It just yeah, makes
3: it, it, perfect sense. Like the when, yeah. when you go from one area to the next, you feel like you're taking like it takes the appropriate amount of distance to get to a certain place, and like if I were looking at it topograph topographically, like on a map or something, they come together in a way that makes sense. Like um the yeah. Witch of Isolith scale, makes exactly. Sense. Yeah. Like like you know the area where the Witch of Isolith resides. The kiln of the first flame is visible from that area. And, you know, I don't think, like, most designers, when they make a game, think about things like that. Like, for the player that's really digging deep into their world, that makes all the world of difference. I, I am suddenly much more immersed into well, it, when I know it when I notice that well,
4: detail. It's,
0: it's, like a, it's a product of, like, a passionate designer, I think. Um, like, I, I mentioned this before to Jake before the podcast. How, um, I really admire the fan developers for uh, Project M because... They're, they put so much effort in to explore not only the game that they love, but also the community and uh, bring back references to older games in the series. Like Samus right now in 3.5 has all of her original costumes. And yeah, all of her costumes. Even the Justin Bailey costumes, All of her costumes. Like the green hair. All of her costumes. I think that's incredible. And I think that that's, it's crazy that the fans made that before Nintendo did. Um, I think that it's really nice to know that they really do work their hardest and you could say oh well they're working with um, they're working with properties or with assets that are already made they didn't make anything from the ground up but you'd be wrong because they actually did make something uh, on their own. They made a uh, debug mode where you can see the hitbox and things like that for a lot of professional fighters so they could actually learn a little bit more about the characters they wanted to get better at and they made that by themselves with no help uh, from the original assets of
3: uh, Smash Brothers Brawl. What d- does anybody know? Like, um, how many people are on the creative team for Project M? Like, how many people? Are-
0: I'm actually not sure. It's just th- it's listed as the uh, the back room. I I maybe on the website it'll say who. I think there's about a. But I know that the top uh, players of the games, um, like Smash Bros, Melee, and uh, Brawl, are uh, invited into the back room to discuss things that may be changed. So guys like Mango. Okay. Um, Possibly Hungrybox will would be given access to that those sort of conversation things that they want to change, and I just think it's interesting how it's a collaborative project in a group of people.
2: Well, yeah, I mean it's like, and that's I think that's something that makes Project M so good is that you know normally when you think of like you know a fan mod, you think of something that's made by like a small team of people or a single person, but you know you almost get like developer quality with mm-hmm. project m because there's such you know a large amount of people working on it and like they get so and much they, feedback there's a lot and, of you know, love being they... put
0: into it and i think that you see that in exactly. zelda too i mean with a link between worlds that game only existed because there was a group of developers that really loved the series and they really wanted to make a title while they were working at nintendo and even though they oh. didn't get approval like the, i think they were rejected the first time they it like brought up the idea they worked hard on their spare time and they made a demo and they showed it to uh, I don't remember who was in charge of their group at the time but they showed it to an executive and they loved it. And now it's one of the best games in
3: the series. Um, That, that brings me to a, a point which is that um, I find that these days there are a lot of developers who are working collaboratively with their fans and I don't know if it's, maybe I'm wrong about this, but it it feels like Nintendo is a little slow on the uptake of this sort of thing.
0: That's not just you. Uh, Nintendo is adamant about,
3: they don't want to listen
0: to fans, not because they don't value our opinions, but they do do things the way they want to do them. They're very prideful.
4: They're very
3: conservative yeah. as, a, like, yeah, but, as a But that's just, like that just leads to so. an objectively inferior product. I mean, look at what these guys are doing a lot with of- Project End. They, they took Ganondorf and Captain Falcon, and they separated them out of the same dojo. You know, <laughs> Now they're different yeah. fighters. That's a great thing right there. And it, it, it's, it's little things like you, you guys were just talking about with all these different Samus outfits. Like... How could that not improve the current Smash Brothers, the one that was just released, Smash 4? How wouldn't that improve No, without a doubt.
0: They haven't had costumes in the current Smash Brothers yet, which is something that Mm -hmm. is... Oh, well, what about Olimar and uh, Alf... Yeah. I mean, yes, but no, not really. I mean, you could, in that same idea, then you could say Lucina and Martha are different. Oh, don't costumes. get me started on this. Well, the, the <laughs> but yeah, I'm, the I'm saying that. No, I'm no, no, not. I'm not, yeah, not. not getting it on that point. But my point is that <laughs> they're putting the time to put just extra things that are a nod to fans of the series or just playful fun. I think there's a like Squirtle in a ninja, in a Shinobi outfit. All right. Is Adorable. I,
3: I don't want to sound unappreciative because you know it's a good game. I'm having a lot of fun with it. I've put hours and hours already into it. But the new one, the new Smash yeah, Four, the game. new Smash Four. But yeah, on the same, by the same token, it is a little infuriating when they have something like uh, you know the special dialogues and pit stages now. That pit has mm-hmm. with different characters. It's a little infuriating when they have a yeah, the yeah. dialogue for Krom all about how, yeah, you're not in the game because you know oh, you're God. too much like Ike. And then, and then, you know, Lucina just says, "Lucina says hi." By the way, she's at the game. <laughs> that's that's infuriating. <laughs> yeah. It just feels. I half-assed. can't like believe he doesn't see. It's so, like, uh, it's
0: very vain to just poke fun at something that they did
3: that was wrong. It, it doesn't seem and vain. Then, not and even then, wrong, but it just seems, dumb. yeah, it seems. It, not exactly vain, but so self-absorbed, like so navel-gazing. Like Nintendo didn't really think about this, or whoever was in charge of that specific dialogue just didn't communicate with like the rest of the game. It's insulting, <laughs> exactly. And so <laughs> there's an, an attempt to come, you know, to do something heartwarming for fans, like to, to give fans a little love letter, and having Lucina in the game comes off as insulting in that moment. If you're, if you were a fan, exactly, if you were a fan of Fire Emblem who wanted Crom. <laughs> Yeah, there was a there's a joke right
0: now in the Smash community. Um, eat your dessert, children. Just yes, like yes. just like you're a child, eat your dessert. That's the entirety of like any time someone complains about Smash Bros. Because why are we allowed to complain? We're children. We've never understood what it's like to make a game. No one could possibly understand what it's like to make any sort of game. No fan no one who plays Smash Bros. could ever possibly be a game dev.
3: Right. Well, then, if if mm-hmm. I can't understand, like it, just because I can't understand, why them, are like... you
0: making the game if I can't understand what it feels like to make? No, it... but even going grand, you know what I mean. Like why? Like it just. How are we to supposed anything? to communicate? How is this supposed to be a medium with- through which you communicate with an audience if you can't even communicate?
4: If you yeah, if you refuse, you ignore, to...
0: and then you insult when they don't understand your idea. If I say something on here and I don't understand what I'm saying, and then people respond to me. Like through emails and things like that like oh you said this wrong you need to like understand that it was wrong and i just continue to say no i was right you're stupid as a as an entertainer i failed at least one aspect of my job which is to entertain and to figure out what aspects i should use to entertain what qualities would make me the better entertainer what how i can improve and it does go back to nintendo's mindset where they don't like to listen to fans because it doesn't go with their model, and it's a little bit too conservative, because it does end up, as you were saying, hinder the quality of the product they're going to make.
3: It's a complete failure to empathize. That's just shameful. That, that's that's what I was going to get at, this whole story of Project M. It, it's at one point inspiring. Like You hear about this team of dedicated fans creating just all of this awesomeness for this game, like basically a part two to Melee. And... Um, then, at the same time, you kind of realize, like, how does Nintendo drop the ball so hard?
2: Yeah, you, th- you think about the other side, and you're like, oh, well, you know, it's great that these guys came together, and, you know, they did something that is great and that people love. But then you think, well, what about, why didn't Nintendo do it from the get-go? And, I mean, I'm one of those people that try not to be, I guess I shouldn't say hypercritical, I should just say too critical in general, about... You know of game devs, unless they're incredibly deserving. Because by and by, you know, Nintendo as a company has given us so many things that so many people love. Mm -hmm. So, like, I really try and give them the benefit of the doubt because, for you know, the majority of the time, when they make a mistake, they do realize it and they apologize. You know, if it's if it's a big mistake, like, and I think that it's important to realize that as the developers or as the company that creates these games, there's a specific direction that they want the games to take. And we as fans, you know should respect that Well, at
0: the too. same time, to get into the next topic, um, we've talked a lot about how Nintendo ignores fans or doesn't have as much passion about certain things. Um, but here's some interesting news about a topic we all know and love, Majora. Majora 3D uh, in, F- about... <laughs> in an interview with Famatsu about about in the same interview with Famitsu about Majora's mask 3d, Mr. Aonuma revealed some details about how the original game was created. While the company planned on making Ocarina of Time Master Quest, Aonuma was interested in making a new game with new dungeons, not the same old remixes and things like that. Um, By convincing Miyamoto that he he could create the game in one year, Aonuma was able to make the game. The three-day cycle idea apparently came from Yoshiaki Koizumi, based on the popular movie Run, Lolo, Run. The time cycle was supposed to actually be a full week, but due to time constraints, It was changed down to three days. Much better. (laughs) By the way, that article was posted on Delta Informer by Parker. Thanks again, Parker. Um, And this reminds me of a fan topic that we received uh, earlier this week from, once again, Nathan. Um, He writes, I feel like Ocarina of Time is overshadowed by Majora's Mask. Maybe it's just the podcast. But I like Ocarina of Time. Much better (laughs) than Majora's Mask. I feel as if the Ocarina and Majora's Mask isn't as useful and as fun in in, um, Ocarina of Time. I mean, I can make it any, rain any time in Ocarina of Time, or call up my childhood waifu, Saria, randomly, but not in Majora's Mask. I know the Ocarina detail is a small little reason why I like Ocarina of Time better, so what are your opinions on why Ocarina of Time is overshadowed by Majora's Mask? Or better said, which one of which one is better to you all, Ocarina of Time or oh. Majora's Mask? Jake, we already oh, know you love Majora's it. Mask,
1: so don't talk no, too much about it.
4: Yeah. This is
3: what he said. <laughs> <Hold on. laughs> he already called you out, Jake. I'll excuse myself from voting since I haven't played Majora's Mask.
1: Oh wait, he said that. I thought. No, I didn't that. say that.
3: He,
0: Nathan has told you, Jake. We already know you love Majora's Mask, so don't talk about it too much.
1: <laughs> I like him. I like he's this sassy. Guy. Um. <laughs> he's, he's a sassy goose. Okay. Well, on that um, note, I'm going to hello. openly say I do not in any way think Majora's Mask is overshadowed by Ocarina of Time. I think it's the other way around. I think Ocarina of Time yeah. is far more popular and far more beloved. No, he's. It's just that. No, we're, he's saying Ocarina of like, Time. No, he's saying that vocal.
0: Ocarina of Time is overshadowed by Majora's Mask.
1: No, that's what I'm saying. thats I don't agree with that. I think it's the other way around.
0: You think that Majora's Mask is overshadowed?
1: Yes. No. I, I think that, Wait. I mean, sure, we all like, oh, yeah, everyone knows Majora's Mask. But to the layman, it's always, oh, Ocarina of Time, that was the game. You know, sure, where yeah. we understand and appreciate what it did a little bit more, but that doesn't mean that the general public does. Doesn't mean I have to like it.
3: Got to side mm-hmm. with Jake on this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah,
2: I, I also agree with Jake. I mean, Ocarina of like... Time is far more beloved. From the th- yeah, okay, here's um, the thing. Beloved, beloved is a weird word to use, I think, but far more appreciated, well known. Let's talk about the. T- we, could, yes. we should okay, talk about the two different, different
0: aspects because in the in the Zelda community, like the fan community, it's Majora's Mask is the one that overshadows Ocarina. But in the in, in the Zelda public eye, sure. it's definitely Ocarina yeah, that it, is the bigger de- property.
2: Yes, definitely. In like the, the core of the Zelda fandom, Majora's Mask is probably more appreciated because I feel. Like there is more to appreciate in a way. I don't mean because um, I don't
0: mean to mean to Jake and people like that. But I often joke Majora's Mask is Fedora's Mask because it reminds me of the <laughs> nice guys on the internet.
4: <laughs> yeah, I can understand that uh, uh, I already
0: <laughs> Tips but the hats.
1: God, I hate you because I'll never be able to get There's that out of match. my Fedora's <laughs> mask
0: because it's the same. Like, oh, you don't understand
1: video games. You don't you understand. You just don't get it. Uh, it's a bit. It's, I'm sorry. It's a little too subversive. It's a, for you. So it's a bit um, So fans
3: of it are a bit pretentious. A little too edgy. Uh, I,
1: dude, they, look
2: at me. <laughs> I, feel like, a I game, feel like with any Zelda, it's they're not a game that they, they
0: they is undeserved of the attitude. It's more that they care uh-huh. so much about a game that they feel was not given nearly enough intention, and it wasn't. When it was released, yeah. it wasn't that great of a hit.
4: It, it, no, yeah, it really wasn't. I mean, people are excited because crazy. oh, it's Ocarina. a sequel. But
0: yeah, but Ocarina of Time did so <laughs> much better by comparison. It was <laughs> exactly a... <laughs> yeah.
2: Exactly.
1: I you could say that and in that way, Mask, in know, comparison, was kind of like literally bomb. shadows it. It was a sleeper hit. I'll say that it, much. It, yeah, it was a cult mm-hmm.
3: hit. A sleeping cult. hit. So what's the general consensus of on
0: mm-hmm. its merit? Like, is this game? Would a cult of sleepers like have like a symbol of like a
1: sleeping bag? It's like it's like that one move from Pokemon, like Sleep Talk. I think it is or Snore. Yeah. Like that's <laughs> that's what it is. <laughs> I have meetings
0: every night with my cult. I get into bed, I fall asleep, <laughs> and in my dreams we talk about Majora. Okay. Let's so
3: yeah, like like I'm asking, about guys, Adam. Like, so okay. what's the consensus on the merit of the game? Like, is it a game that's worthy of being? Let's is it better? Like the sequel better? to Ocarina of Time. Is Majora's um, Mask? Oh yes, yeah,
1: absolutely. I think it it really went in its own direction and like it did things that nobody expected a Zelda game could do.
2: It did, yes. I mean, in a way, like obviously, you know, any game you play, well, at least hopefully, it has you know a clear story where you start at the bottom, you have you know you work your way up to a climax, and then it comes down. But look, the way I feel about Majora's Mask is, in Ocarina of Time, you know, you have that clear arc where it goes up to a climax and it comes down. And Majora's Mask is that is literally and figuratively a descent after Ocarina of Time. Yes. You know what I mean? It starts and nice it works nice. itself. It starts, yeah, and it you know you're you
3: you're well, you know what they episode. say the second one is always the dark one
0: right yeah like sequels <laughs> the second one is always supposed to be a tragedy if the first one is
1: yeah prince of persia dude that like batman the, the, does the same the thing warrior within
0: uh every series it's always like there's always supposed to be a down uh a fall before the rise it's just natural arc narrative it's it's to build up to the big climax but um oh I think that I'm gonna call Alnuma out on this one, but and say if if that's truly the case, where if you really want to make this remake, and that you really did have all these great ideas for the for the original, make the remake like you wanted to make the original. Fix the things that yeah. you didn't get to do. Make it a full week. Um, add the cool time aspects that you weren't supposed to add, able to add. Make it that full game so that we know what vision you truly had when you made it. I game. am
1: completely on board with that. Because like one thing I love about the original is the fact that it yeah, it was made basically within a year's time. So there was a lot of stress put onto it and you know, you get the game you got. But with this one, they've openly said that they started development immediately after Ocarina 3D. So this has been in the works for almost three years now. Yeah. They've had three really? years heard- to do whatever they're doing, and I swear to god, <laughs> that's for you post Adam uh Spirely that buttons. I <laughs> <laughs> yes I I like it, it would be such a waste if they spent all this time just doing a texture update like that would be such a like I already such a you know it's funny
0: though I already know it's not gonna be what I'm saying where it's not gonna be that that's oh, we, of course it's not of course you it's think they're gonna put not. enough oh, no, effort into that not. game I'm sorry Nintendo <laughs> no. but even you're not that you're not that dedicated I'm sorry no
1: no instead like they're they're gonna make it more of a hand handholdy like They've they've openly said they want to make it more approachable to new well, players. Well, Jake that and I the, had discussed oh, this in the past,
3: and the the problem with this is, it, as I was the, the way we we had discussed it, the original intentions of Aonuma are never going to be able to translate into a portable version of this game. It's just not going to happen. Like, if just from the fact that they're doing it on a portable console, they're going to take into account that people are going to start this game and stop it at random intervals. They're going to make saving a lot yeah, more convenient exactly. and easy for people. It's not going to be the same game.
0: Because it's a portable game. They don't want you to... Mm-hmm. It's the same thing with Smash Bros. They don't out want it, it to be, be this big it. like, oh, you're going to sit down and play 15 hours from it. No, they want you to play this <laughs> in 30 minute yeah. intervals, on the go. Right. You
2: know,
4: yeah, between cool. like you're on the... Yeah. Oh, go
0: ahead. And that, yeah, that's going to change the way the game is played, and I think that if anything, this makes the whole week cycle even more necessary. Because with the three days, as a person that wasn't too crazy about Majora, I felt like three days felt really, really tense.
1: Very but that's tense. that's the thing, though. Like, on, on the 3D version, it's going to feel a lot less tense because they can just close the DS and be like, I don't want to look at the moon right now. I'm just, I'm just going to close <laughs> it and put it away. But if they have even more time, there's even less of that, like... Yeah. yeah, less of that. I know it wasn't your cup of tea, Adam, but it it was like one of the more like celebrated aspects of the game.
4: The
0: tenseness, the time crunch. Yeah, yeah but I course. think that of with course. with a portable game, you can't have that as
1: much. No, absolutely. Yeah, exactly. And that's like, what by saying. default, it's going to be a lot less, a lot less like scary. Yeah. To, and to I'm saying player, that as a, a
0: as a result, they should embrace that that fact that there's going to be that flaw. There was a period in Nintendo, and we've mentioned it earlier with Leon, saying that how Nintendo embraced a period where there were technical uh, limits, and they went around them by doing certain things that would benefit the story. Okay, the hero can't, the hero the can't speak. Yeah. What can he do? We can't totally make a real-looking person. What can we make? We have games like Galaga I think, and uh, the original Mario game where they didn't totally look like people, but we did; they did their best to try and have that same idea and effect by yeah. going around what was the limits. And I think that a portable game shouldn't be punished by saying like, "Oh, it can't be tense, so it can't be nearly as good as the original." But it should play with that idea. Like, we can't make it the same level of tenseness of Majora. Let's explore the world instead. So what else let's, can we do? Let's yeah. explore the world. Let Let me learn more about Termina and more about Majora and this the, everything that has to do with the series with that time that we're gonna be spending uh, playing it portably because I would love that I okay. would I would be t- fully on that would, yeah I agree
2: that would be great
1: mm-hmm. um, yeah, I guess we'll just have to see I know they, they openly said they're gonna make it a little more approachable for new players and I'm like mm-hmm. uh,
0: I get that because the
1: last my um, last thing any Nintendo game needs is to hold your hand even more Jake the, like, the thing is, though, know, is that it's,
0: it's a different kind of generation because a lot of people back then went from Ocarina of Time to Majora's Mask. You don't really start with Majora's Mask nowadays. It's much more easy, like much easier to yeah. start with a later game in the series. Pokemon is a big example of this. actually. It's, oh, it's, it's, yeah, it's I was gonna gross say, about it definitely. sometimes. Where it's <laughs> it if is you've it never really played is... a Pokemon game, don't play any of the old ones. They're not going to be as good. Play the newest one, and I gag at that idea because it doesn't capture yeah. the original like play original pokemon game's harder a lot harder and it's good do it yeah yeah because you're gonna go to the next gym like oh i'm just gonna breeze through all these gyms the nope you sh- know i nope. think
3: that that's a matter yeah. of consequence with it's like Dark Souls you stuff. are gonna get punished i think and it's gonna be fine. i think it's a matter of consequence with what the intention of the game was ultimately like with pokemon the originals like fire red, fire red and leaf green um just red and well blue. in japan it's
1: fire yeah. It was red and green. Yeah, Learn, red and green. Yeah.
3: yeah. So, um, but then green is literally just blue. It, it so. The original intention of those games was, yeah, look, this is a fresh idea. You collect the monsters that you fight. That's that's something that wasn't really done before in RPGs, maybe with the exception of mm-hmm. something like Mega Ten, which should make me Tensei. Yeah. Um, so, mm-hmm. you know, it was a fresh idea. They were introducing it to people. Kids loved it. The, the, the generation mm-hmm. buying it up just loved the idea of this. Fresh new take that you collect the monsters you fight. So, the game as a consequence had to be more difficult. The meat was in the story. Well, not the story, but the main campaign, let's call it. As the subsequent games came out, the focus of the games became all about battling. Battling and trading with your friends. So, I feel like all of the campaign modes for the subsequent games, like Generation 3 and on, let's say... Are really yeah, more about setting up so that you learn the mechanics of the game and everything and you just go through it, get the Pokemon you that. like, and then play with your friends.
0: Yeah. For me that's that's why a lot of the time like when I play I when someone says like what what's your favorite Pokemon game? For me, it's always gonna be uh Pokemon Yellow version and then Pokemon Silver version, Crystal. Oh, uh, yeah. Because Gen, Gen one great. and two are my favorite generations because they're they're a totally different kind of game. And that's why a lot of people they they go back to 2D Zelda instead of playing 3D Zelda because it's a totally different kind of feel, and it's it, people. Some people may not see that, but it's it's obvious if you know where to look. Earlier, and I, I had
3: wanted to address something about um, Skyward Sword, which is precisely that, Adam. Like what you're touching on here, that maybe the reason why Skyward Sword was such a hand holdy game was you know a, a slower paced, um, maybe a little disjointed was because Nintendo was seeing this as a new introduction for people. Like, it, it is... Mm-hmm. It, it's supposed to be chronologically the first game. Uh, am I right about that?
0: Uh, right now, yeah, it's the All oh, right,
3: so chronologically, it's supposed to be the first game. A great entry point for people who are new to the series, would you say?
0: Yeah, no, it's perfect. So, it's, it sets everything okay. so up for later on. This
3: game isn't directed at, you know, like, 20-something, near-30-something curmudgeons like us. It's directed I'm, I'm at... I'm 19. All right. All right. Well.
1: <laughs> Way to reveal your age. Everyone older than oh, gonna you is going to hate you. That's fine. Yeah. Bring, up, bring on the hate <laughs> abuse.
0: Point... Yeah, I, I grew up playing Sonic. Original Sonic. None of this colors are 06 BS. Point Sonic being, like Boom, our, our age is being
3: completely irrelevant. But point yeah. being, it's not for yeah, the yeah. older Legend of Zelda fans. It's not for the guys running out to get you know the Zeldapedia. Pedia. <laughs> It's not for those people. It's for the new generation. It's, it's for the new generation of kids who are picking up, we used, and yeah. are getting into the series for the first time.
0: Well, actually, that's what's what they've been saying with Majora's Mask. It's they were like... saying that um, a lot of the stuff that you... And this, is what I, this backs what I was saying earlier, Jake, about how people went from Ocarina to Majora. The original Majora's Mask expected you to know things from Ocarina, expected you to know gameplay aspects or mechanics from the original game. This time they're bringing that back this time they're definitely gonna try to say, like, okay, you don't need to know as much from the original game. You don't need to know how to play it like the original game. You should um you should be able to come into this as a new player, never heard of Zelda before, and understand it.
1: Well, let's take the two opening segments from Ocarina and Majora really mm-hmm. quick. In Ocarina, you have to like, okay, go get your sword and your shield, and that takes up a oh, couple of the. I thought you were talking about, the, I thought talking about
0: the opening cinematic, and I was about to say, like, are we gonna talk about how like Navi's flying
1: around for like ten minutes? That's that's
0: <laughs> I mean, that'd be oh, a very silly no, discussion.
1: from From a gameplay perspective, you know, like, oh, you just you're learning about crawling and Z targeting and all mm-hmm. this, and okay, and I guess you know, like, it's not that bad, but it's not terribly exciting. But the thing is with Majora's Mask is that it's like, ah, oh my god, he just you just took your horse. You gotta you go, go get him, and you just like okay, and you just run and you get him, and yeah. like the game tells you, dude, just go get your horse. But now I'm worried to be like, okay, so that guy over there, he just he just took your horse, and you I. I don't know if this is okay with you, so you should probably go get... Like, I'm worried it's just gonna... You're worried <laughs> instead of
0: it being like, he steals your horse, it's gonna be like...
1: he. It didn't teach you any controls at all. It was just like, go, figure it out. Well, there's only one part of the game where it teaches you how to game, do anything, and you don't even have to go a to it. The game that
0: I hear a lot of people this... bring up that doesn't have a tutorial, but just lets the game explain its way through the opening, exactly. is Mega Man 10.
1: Yeah, that's also quite yeah. true.
0: so there's definitely...
1: You mean Mega Man X, or...
0: I don't know. I'm no. not
1: one Mega Man in general. There's a Mega, the one yeah. where you
0: you meet Zero and he That's has like X. All the cool stuff. Mega Man that's X. X. Yeah. That's that's Mega Man yeah. X. Yeah. I can see the X.
1: confusion. I don't X, yes. I don't care.
0: I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't care about Mega Man. I'm on a Zelda informer podcast I and I don't care about Mega Man. Ooh, I played Battle Network when I was a kid and I liked it.
3: Actually, that stage in Mega Man X is a pretty good example of how a good tutorial is supposed to be done.
2: No, no, it was great. It, it, not, no, no, deb- yeah, like it is the cream of the crop when it comes it, to like, it. Never, it. like never. The, the, the
1: game just never expected you to have to like. It just told you what you were gonna do, and then yeah, like, but do you do it. And now but it I'm was great, that,
3: even it, at a narrative level. Like no but, other Mega Man game had had an intro section before that. And here's the oh, talking okay. about Zelda, but that's here's, also here's true. Here's <laughs>
0: the thing, uh, Jake, that I I saw firsthand someone playing Zelda and being like, I don't know what to do now. In Oracle of Seasons, Oracle of Ages, and I was like, "What do you mean you don't know what to do? Move around." They like they didn't know what to do. This is a this was like a a nineteen year old girl. She didn't know what to <laughs> do at all. She just she's not a gamer. She's never played games before. She didn't know what to do. You have to understand there are people that just don't know what games are. They've never I played get... a game before. No one's there to hold their hand. And
2: yeah, but that's. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's a very subjective thing is that you know, we, you know, as gamers, it's so it's something so like second hand to us. We don't think about it that like we it's one of those things like we fall into that trap where we expect everyone else to know, you and know, then, the basics. That's a great point. That, and then, it, then
3: there are some you know, games that are, that, are like, that are like
0: criticized for that. Like, oh I play the new destiny yeah. game, I know where all the buttons are automatically. And I'm like, that's not a really an yeah. aspect that you should be criticizing it for. You should be embracing that that it's trying to do something familiar to people and it it's trying to streamline things if every car was made differently in that like oh this car has a stick shift but this one has three levers that you have to push in different sequential orders to be able to do the same thing that would be ludicrous you know
3: it's not just a matter also of um, the tutorial sections and where older gamers may be a little entitled it, it's the game itself um i i feel like this is going to be cyclical and for people like us this generation that's grown up with video games, and people who are, you know, getting older with them, we don't realize that now that we've grown up with games, they're not necessarily going to grow up with us all the time. Like our favorite series, aren't going to grow up with our tastes and expectations all the time. And this is why no, you'll get a that's
1: that's very yeah, this true. is why
3: you'll get a game like Skyward but, Sword thrown out. It has to happen. There are going to be kids you know playing the thing, these games.
1: Though. Here's the thing though. I was also once seven years old, and when I was seven, the drawers came out, and it didn't hold your hand at all. But now like some seven year old who played Skyward Sword was treated like a seven year old, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like a seven year old who played the NES Zelda, they they didn't have any of that. They just played the game and they figured it out for themselves. Like you lose that as a gamer now, like when because developers are getting more and more scared of like the controls and, and the game getting lost on the player when every,
3: well when the controls, we, nobody is that dumb. right well nobody well let's, let's 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 talk about kind of the most important aspect to this whole thing you know
0: there's such a i mean jake there's such a greater variety of like games that you can get or can like op- there's a bigger variety of options for you and it's it's hard to expect everyone to automatically know everything i mean as much as i would like to be like no I don't want to have to deal with a tutorial b- BS it bothers me it's really annoying to have to deal with hey son welcome to butt quest 29 uh you're gonna I know you've probably Ooh. played this before but you're gonna move the
1: left nope uh, nope never
0: played butt to quest move left <laughs> and you're going to
1: move oh, the dude, butt quest thingy. 16. that one really defined the series but it really started to decline after
3: 22. <laughs> <I find>. yeah <laughs> butt quest 10.
1: I don't know. New director, different but vision. Book Quest yeah,
0: Twenty yeah, okay. Nine. Get it in stores now. <laughs> <laughs> Get it in stores. Well, um, what
3: are you? saying? Look, thing. I was going <laughs> to say, the bottom line is really the most important thing here. We've like, been talking about the bottom line for the past. <laughs> no, 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 no. What, what, now. what I'm, what, what I'm saying specifically <laughs> is monetarily the bottom line, like the company's bottom line is the, the thing that drives tutorials, guys. Like the reason that they need to throw out games like Skyward Sword or any sort of game that kind of dumbs things down and is very hand-holdy is because if you give people this punishing game from the onset or a game where they're expected to know things and maybe they're just not that invested into it, that's the last one of those games they're going to get. <laughs> you know, yeah. that that's it. That It's going to be like Does, for d- people who... Dark Souls exactly, is difficult. That's, that's where I was headed. It gives you a tutorial level
0: in that it tells you what the controls are because the controls are complicated. It's not going to just... Okay, here's the thing. Older games had a lot simpler joypads. I don't know. Controllers. Yep. It was, you had up, down, left, right, B, A. Select, start. That's it. And most of the time, it was just up, down, left, right, B, A. You can't You can't go back to that time where it's, you, oh, let me press all the buttons in combination and that'll take five minutes. Now it's that'll take 40 minutes of just trying to figure out the controls. And no one wants to do that. No one wants to sit down and try and be given uh, an exam or try to pick up basically what's the equivalent of trying to learn how to be a carpenter. And
3: those worlds were much more simplistic to navigate as well. So, you know, now it's not like also like, Oh, well you, you've got to pick up your sword and shield, like from this person at, at a shop or go to an upgrade shop and learn about how you're supposed to upgrade this or that to get X thing. Like,
0: but we get more complicated things as a result of that. You have complicated systems of like, okay, you can go upgrade your equipment at this guy and you can, you have to get these materials and then you can uh, get better upgrades or refine them based on like how you did the, the, the
2: smithing process. And Precisely. Like that. oh, that's, 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 that's it. That's exacerbates
3: it exacerbates the whole thing.
2: And you know, it's, it's funny because we, we talk about these things and we say that, you know, this isn't something that was necessary in older games, but uh, you know, talking about it, there's, Brings this one old game to mind. It's an old RPG. I don't know how many of you guys have played it or even heard of it. It's called Lagoon.
3: I've, I've heard of it. You're familiar with it.
2: Um, um, you know, it do, it does sort of those things. Like the whole intro section is basically, you know, here's where you go to buy things, and you know, you need X of this and this to get this, and you know, these things have different stats, and it, you know, it being complicated for for an older game by means, like it it has to explain those things to you, but that is in my opinion, one of the reasons why it wasn't as popular as it could have been because most of the people wanted to sit down and they were like, oh, I should be able to know the controls, but it was, you didn't. It had to tell them and people were like, well, I don't want to do this, you know. And so, and it was unfortunate because honestly, as a game, I think it's a pretty good game. Um, But it just, it kind of mirrors, you know, what we're saying here. It's like older games didn't need that and... When they were like in the very few games that they tried to implement it, it failed because it wasn't necessary,
3: you know. That and um, it may be as a consequence of just being subversive for its time, it was overlooked, like you're saying. It wasn't popular because it tried to do this complex system when people weren't used to it. It maybe was ahead of its time.
0: We we had such a in depth conversation. I feel like this is one of the most in depth conversations we've had on the podcast. So I feel like some people may not appreciate this, but I hope some of you do appreciate a little more intellectual discussion than we usually have here. Because I think it's it's good to have. I think it's good to explore what makes game design what it is. What makes a game a game? I I think that um, a lot of the time we overlook that. And um, it it, it explains why people like Sakurai feel so hurt, so betrayed when people criticize their game. Like fans, yeah. Like I, I remember someone saying on episode five of the podcast um, that when Kingdom Hearts three decided to switch to Unreal Engine uh, because their code wasn't good enough, someone said just update their code, and we had the <laughs> creator of we had one of the creators of Electronic Superjoy, the art designer and level designer of that game, um, and she just laughed at that idea because she did not like it. <laughs> changing the entire engine of a game is
3: it's it's changing the game. It's hard. It's just changed it's, the game, the whole game.
0: Yeah. <laughs> make a square block fit into a square mm. hole, but also change that square completely.
3: Just update the engine, yeah. dude. Turn the <laughs> <up>. <laughs> just make it better. It's not just... <laughs> <laughs> just make it better. Gamers. Oh man, it. don't gamers don't get work. me started. Yeah, I think
2: that comes back to the entitlement that you know <laughs> that gamers have. Just fix it,
1: no. I just want it. Uh, just do it. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> what sucks is that guy? he was on the podcast last
4: week.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, Chris, how are you doing? How are you doing, Chris? Are you, are you oh no, we we love Chris. <laughs> He's a no, he leader, didn't. He
0: like didn't that. mean by it, but it's like it's no, it's, no. I mean, it's just the that we don't know a lot of time. We really don't know what no, to play. No, no. We yeah, don't have the experience, experience so, you know, and making so the
4: game gamers or demanding and gamers.
0: Because making and bad. playing so it is Chris completely different. Chris didn't mean to be mean, or he wasn't stupid. No, no, he, just, he was genuinely what most people feel. They don't understand the process yeah. behind it. It's, mm-hmm. I mean, the, the, there's the phrase, you know, it's, this is something, it's not rocket science. And the reason we say that is because we have no idea what rocket science really is. Rocket science.
4: Yeah, we it's, don't know it works. it's a
0: complicated process and I feel like video games are the same way. There's a lot of complicated things, so and it also it's sad but it, it really explains why a lot of people don't want to I mean they say they want to make games for a living, but then they look and they see what they have to know to be able to do that and it just it scares them away. Yeah. It,
4: oh yeah. It's, it's
3: not scary, exactly yeah. the easiest thing in the world. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean,
2: there's it's a strong to, learning curve. For yeah, next reasons. semester
0: I'm taking like art history, drawing one, and programming concepts. And that's the easy part.
3: <laughs> you know, I was just going to get to something.
1: Oh, yeah. It gets way up Yeah, <laughs>
0: that's that's the easy part. And I'm just like, wow, this is not gonna be good.
1: <laughs> uh, have fun with 3D modeling when you eventually get oh, to it. Because looking forward all to... it does is crash. Th- Maya crashes all isn't the time. It,
0: isn't it great that I actually hate 3D models? I'm a 2D guy all the way. I prefer
1: like... Well, I mean, you... There's, there's still you're, you're learning a lot about that yeah. stuff too. Are there any 2D
2: game designs? 2D, 2D game design classes at UCF? I, I don't do you know. Because that would be something that think, honestly should it's, probably exist. It has I'd more to say, do with
0: animation. Like, You'd just be taking the animation. Yeah, lines. yeah. Like, okay, you'll, you'll, yeah, that makes sense. You work with
1: Flash-based stuff a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: Flash animators have my oh. deepest respect because of that. Because it's, it's so hard to make 2D animation, but at the same time, the quality is astronomically better. Astronomically and. better. I I can't. In certain ways. Just it's, it it pleases me aesthetic, in a way that three D yeah. never has. Unless the mm-hmm. unless three tries to be exactly like two D, and even then, okay. it usually doesn't. It usually feels forced.
2: I get what you mean. Yeah, and well, yeah, because you're kind of forcing you know it to be on a, a in different plane. the same plan. way
0: that like a hand hand carved table is much more beautiful than a than one made with a, a complex Mass-produced machine part. that does it precisely yeah. exactly every piece the same i think that 2d animation is in my mind better than 3d because it takes that little bit of care and i'm not trying to say that oh that doesn't mean that you know 3 modelers don't take a lot of time and care making their products it just i just prefer it so much more when every single frame is drawn
2: with love no i know what you mean adam and I- I feel like that's that's something that exists a lot more in in you know people our age or people that play like classic video games first and grow up through the different generations of games because you know I mean, if you do that you you obviously have a deeper respect for two I mean, D we things. Like one of
0: those last. I mean, we were lucky enough that it was like we grew up with hand drawn art still. Yeah. That was still a thing. Nowadays, yeah, that exactly. Isn't a thing yeah. Anymore. Most most. Yeah. Shows and kids' cartoons and things that will never be hand drawn even if they look like it.
2: Uh yeah, and it's and it's something that like, you know, we value differently because yeah. we grew up with it. So, it's not I would like I can understand what you mean by it. you think it's yeah. better and you enjoy it more because that's yeah, that's good, that's you know. Pers- it's, that's my personal good to have things that you and I know that's prefer, not like a- But yeah. Like, I mean, obviously I love you know, 2D art and especially pixel art. Pixel art has a special place in my heart because there's so many things you can do and if you, oh, yeah, if you do them well, like they can they can be comparable to you know three D you can create the same Laura's kind of universes. Probably
0: very much up there on my list of like favorite art styles. Uh, but to bring it back to the original topic about which game is better, Ocarina of Time, Majora's Mask. I really think that's a personal opinion, and in, in my mind, I I would say neither. I, I really don't put one above the other in terms of quality. I think.
2: Yeah, like, as games. I as totally as different. games. They're totally. Di- they're, they're different. Totally different. But they're, but they're they're both you know, good. Yeah. Like I wouldn't say one is better than the other. They're they're both better I for different say that reasons. I like
0: Skyrim. I mean, I I like Fallout Three better than Skyrim. I think it's a better game than Skyrim. Yeah. Um, because there's just a better quality put into it. But I feel like there was enough love and quality yeah. into both games, especially with Majora's Mask and how the, how it was developed in a year. And that's that's lightning speed for a game development cycle. That's oh, definitely it's unheard yeah. of. Yeah. So that means that he, he genuinely wanted this game to be made, and he had to, per, he had to persuade people to be able to let, him, I, to let him make it.
1: I look forward to seeing what they did with three years of time. I, I really... Oh, <laughs> there's, a,
0: there's a high bar now, because three years is a lot of oh, time God. to spend on a game.
1: All of my internet scrutiny, it will have. I mean, <laughs> when, it, when it comes
0: out, there will be definitely an entire episode of the podcast dedicated to just talking about it, because it's, it's a big deal. <laughs> As you haven't noticed yeah, yeah. on this podcast, we talk about it a lot. And uh, before yes. before we sign off, there was a, a little bit last piece of news that I wanted to get into. Uh, Mario Kart 8 uh, this week has released the Legend of Zelda DLC, and um, mm. already on the internet there are pictures of um, Link's stare, his like dead-eyed <laughs> stare. Yeah. Like, is this better than the mm-hmm. infamous Luigi death stare? I
3: think Mega Man takes it now. <laughs> In Smash Bros, oh man, oh, yeah. that stare.
0: I've never.
2: Seen... He yeah, he gets pretty expressive. I've
3: never
0: seen it. You know my favorite. Yeah,
2: Mega yeah. Be- Man's stare. Mega Man has One
3: this favorite... death glare on his face. No matter what he's doing, he's just staring at
2: you. No
1: smile, just stare. Like literally a killing machine. One of my machine. favorite, um, uh,
0: it's like face facial reactions from a from a video game is probably Sonic's in Smash Brothers when he gets like punched and he looks like he just took like a sucker punch. He's just like this like his, yeah. like, tongues hanging out in his eyes are all loopy and stuff. It's, <laughs> it makes me, like, cry with laughter.
2: Yeah. It, I, especially other characters in Smash Was Donkey Kong, too, has great expressions. Ooh, you know, his eyes Mikey literally Donkey. pop out of his I head. I feel like
3: an entire creepy like pasta Kong. can be written out of that sonic expression. <laughs> <Do> you, okay. <laughs>
1: when you say you don't like Donkey Kong, do you mean you don't like the character in Smash, or Donkey Kong the franchise? The franchise. What
3: do you mean? What I don't like Donkey no. Kong. Oh, come on.
1: <laughs> I will end your life tonight, Adam. I, I, you're in driving distance. <laughs> Tropical Freeze is my game of the friggin' year. Like... And I was about to say the F word, so post-Adam like, has to be punished. I don't like... But, you know, no. No! <laughs> I don't like monkeys. You don't get to say I don't that. like monkeys. <laughs> Donkey Kong is amazing.
2: <laughs> the, it's, it's a game... As a series, I guess that I never experienced, like, because, like I said, it's the same thing with Zelda. I never really had
3: consoles to play them on. No,
1: I know what you mean. Um, I never played any of the. The only other Donkey Kong game I ever played was sixty four, and I got. Oh man, you like, guys oh, didn't play Mario Donkey Kong with Country with one and two. No, I never had. I've I've
2: experienced them, but I never played them. Live if that makes sense.
0: For the same reason, I call it Fedora's mask. I would be very inclined to call it Fedora Kong because it's that same type of like. Not uh, so. Not so. I, I don't know if I can agree so with you so much there. Mentality. That sort of like, do you even game, bro? Like, it's there's a lot. There's a lot of.
1: Don't let the actions of the few like sully your opinion on this. Yeah, it I
2: feel par- like that might it, just it be Jake's reaction. It tarnishes
0: the taste in my mouth when I try to play a game. Like, if I were to go back and try to play them, it just it, it brings me back so many images of like a type of people that I would see at a gaming convention. Or the type of person who likes games, like, uh, you don't know what games are like. You don't, you can't like games because obviously you don't like them for the right reasons. That awful mentality. Yeah, but of, okay. of a don't gamer, you feel like you
3: have to separate the work from the, the opinions surrounding work? Like,
0: it's it's. Oh, Here's the thing: there's a lot of times where something can be sullied just because of the, just because of the actions of a few, like. Laws exist. Uh, here's this one thing that I heard that I thought was pretty funny the other day. Laws exist because one guy ruined it for basically everyone by doing it too much or doing it stupid. Um, like no one gets to have this because this guy ruined it for everyone. Um,
3: I yeah, don't think it, it quite it, works. Because there's
0: like there's that. Oh, okay. there's an well, I mean. There's like not with things like murder. Yeah, it's a pretty easy like, go to. <laughs> there are certain things like in, man, we can't murder <laughs> anymore. Right, I think we knew from the get go. Like that one's in bad. In Florida, there's a in Florida, there's a law where you can't swim and sing in a bathing suit. And I that's a, that's a good example of someone did something so much, they basically ruined it for everyone. And I think that it's the same kind of thing where there's an association between the word and the type of person that it, that it, it represents. Donkey Kong for for me that's Donkey Kong. It, it represents the type of gamer that's fairly obnoxious. And there's someone okay. there's someone who I know that just ru- basically ruined the entire series for me. The entire character of Donkey Kong because a year ago, two years ago, wouldn't have cared. I would have said, yeah, I'll try Donkey Kong. I don't mind him. I can't stand Donkey Kong anymore.
1: <laughs> okay, you know Adam, I'd see your situation. I'd raise you a situation. I don't like anime for the oh, same reason. Oh yeah. no. I can tell you without a it's shadow such a of doubt reason. that it's a stupid. reason. <laughs> it's a stupid it's because reason. because people.
3: It's such a stupid it's because reason. People. Because, because people. Because
1: people. But that doesn't. I, and I do acknowledge that it's dumb, and I'll probably like pick one up eventually. But it's... like, I, I I do feel personally guilty in my own like cr- critical spectrum that i'm willing to shut down the idea i know
3: the a band. douchebag that reads Dude, books therefore i game? don't read books
0: it's not even like it's the people that make the obnoxious <laughs> catchphrases and motions and things that just drive you up it makes your skin crawl like if someone yeah the, the, guys but really like it's it, like love, the analogy love does people apply i the fans that that are on our facebook page and love skyward sword but if i see yawing intensifies one more time i'm gonna slap someone <laughs> I'm sorry. True you ruined that expression for
2: me. Memes. Memes Stop.
0: Well that's the thing is that Donkey Kong is a series that, at least in the community that I'm a part of, there's a huge meme base around Donkey Kong. And yeah, it's, it it's, oh, yeah. it's, it's oh my god, stop. <laughs> stop. It's so bad. I, I think well, it's great. Mean. I know what you mean about oh, I, I, think think I think
3: know it's great. nothing about this.
0: Oh my god. So Leah well, go look, no. why? Just, just go, go like go look up Why? Like, Dun- it, Dun- it seems Dun- like you're It seems like at least
3: Dun- two of you are complaining about the community built up around it. So why would I ruin Donkey Kong for myself by doing that?
0: And seeing 30 people do the uh the <laughs> chest playing, counting, No, you know, I know. The, I just said two. Of, whoo, whoo, you know, Jake That that thing just
1: Who does that?
0: A lot of people yeah, no do that. that. Both of you know someone who <laughs> I does I that. Meant, does I will I will tell you three people you know who do that right after this podcast cuz I'm not going to I'm not going to shout out No. No, I will tell. I'll tell oh, you okay. two, because uh, you guys actually live fairly close to me, so you know exactly who I'm talking about, <laughs> exactly. Um, but I think that's all the time we have for today. So <laughs> what, what, what did we go on for now. You two guys hours? have enjoyed being here. I hope you've enjoyed the discussion. <laughs> we went for all over the place to the the deep to the cringeworthy. Talked about a lot of fun stuff. Thank you guys so much for listening. And if you have any uh, submissions in the form of topics, uh, fan art, or theme songs, be sure to send those to us at zeldinformerpodcast at gmail.com. That's zeldinformerpodcast at gmail.com. I know a lot of people have been listening. A lot of you may have your own opinions on things. Please feel free to email them to us. I I will read them. I will respond. I have responded to other people's uh, emails, and I'm happy to do so. It's very nice to hear back from you guys so that it's not just a one way street of communication. Um, once again, thank you, Jake, Ian, Leon, for joining me tonight. I had a lot of fun. Hope you guys did
4: Yeah.
3: Tons of like Oh, fun. yeah. It was my pleasure.
0: <laughs> Thanks again for joining us. Bye, everyone.
3: All
1: right. I'll see you later. Peace.